Gennaro Rewind, hosted by Matt Namofsky. Hello, NRL fans, and welcome back to the NRL Rewind podcast. I'm your host, Matt Namofsky. Welcome to the round 23 review, round 24 preview, doing a, a double pod here with my main man, Nom. How are you, mate? Oh, could be better. It's It's been a bit of a brutal uh, team this Tuesday, to be honest. He sounds like one of these guys who, you know, the world's against me. At least you're in the semis, mate. I've been unfortunately knocked out. The commissioner has taken an L and it was bloody Braden Trindle going 260 large on me. That's knocked me out. No, it's uh, pretty demoralizing, but I'm now just rooting for you. The podcast is rooting for a nominous victory here. I'll tell you, uh, you, you're definitely hard done by, you know, to, to score 950 in, you know, the, the, the finals and to be knocked out because of a, a guy called Brian Trindle. <laughs> uh, look, it's, I feel for you. Well, look, you know, we got classic. I'm still sitting in the top 2,500. So the top thousand is still a chance with a good score. I know you're still doing good. You still got a trade somehow, which is, I'm sure to a lot of listeners here, having a trade this late in season in Supercoach Gold is absolute classic. Yeah, mate. Um, I've got, you know, I, I pretty much have the money to bring anyone I want to. And it's a toss-up between Nathan Cleary right now and um, Tommy Turbo. I'm actually one of those non-Turbo owners. And, you know, I'm not sure if I want to sit on the uh, on the pine for another week watching him uh, put on another record against the Dogs this week. Yeah, it's going to be a bend over from the sounds of it. So when we get to that game, we'll talk a bit about that. But let's get into it. Norm, what we'll do go through each of the uh, round 24 team lists, also quickly talk about the results from last week. So first up, we've got uh, the Knights versus the Titans. The Knights obviously coming off a narrow victory against the Bulldogs, 22 to 16. The Titans coming off a pretty tough loss, 34 to 20. For the Knights this week, uh, David Clemmer has entered an early guilty plea, so he will miss one game. So I assume moves into the front row. Tyson Frizzell comes back from his suspension. So Brody Jones moves back to the bench. For the Titans, Tyron Peachy's been named at 5'8". Ash Taylor is out. Kevin Proctor's been named. He did suffer an injury, so he needs to get through it. Mawaki Fodawaki returns via the bench. So Sam Lasone drops to the reserves. And Dave Fafida is listed on the bench with Dave Firma starting. Mitch Rain recalled into starting hooker. Aaron Clark back to the bench. And Philip Sammy, interesting, interestingly, comes back at the expense of Greg Marzio. So, Norm, like we did say there, the Titans had a very tough game and they now need to win out for the rest of the season. Your Knights did get an impressive win. A victory here solidifies them into the top eight and does pretty much secure them on finals. But how do you see this one going, mate? Oh, well, yeah, it's it's not, not too easy to, to uh, actually tip this one because you had the Titans who, you know, went, went out to a flying start last week against the Storm. And then you got the Knights who really, you know, you thought they'd put the sword to, to the dogs and their attack just wasn't um, clicking last week. Yeah. You, you, the early start, like you said, was really, really nice from the Titans. You, as a guy who had a lot of Titans play, uh, super, Storm players in Supercoach and had the Storm and all everything, that early jump uh, was very, very surprising. But obviously Melbourne being Melbourne, able to bring that in pretty quickly. But your Knights, Dom, talk me through it. You know, we were just talking offline. We we were riding in Kalen Ponga, Bradman Best, Mitch Barnett, all these Knights with this, such a good draw, but just been very unconvincing, you know, just beating the Broncos, just beating the Bulldogs. I can honestly see the Titans pipping you here. What do the, what do the Knights need to do to really see the ship here? 
Yeah, look, we, we've had the excuse that, you know, we haven't had our spine together all year and we, we finally do have them together. And it's just that uh, uh, the, the, the attack just looks a bit too predictable. You know, it's always out the back to Kalen. Kalen will, you know, try to go for his cutout. Um, yeah, look, I, I hope, you know, Adam O'Brien, he, he prides himself as an attacking coach. I hope, um, you know, the, in a week, I'm not sure how much he can do, but... Hopefully they'll mix it up rather than, you know, just, just the standard um, yeah, at the back there. Yeah, and I think for the Tigers, we've really seen some teams really try and target David Feeder in these last couple of weeks and take him out of the game altogether. Uh, it'd be very interesting to see if Newcastle can do the same because this Titans team, when there is no David Feeder, really bursting onto the ball and obviously Ash Taylor being out with injury right now, Titans are a real chance here to be missing the eight after such a promising start of the season. Mm, yeah, look, the Titans were impressive last week against the Storm, so I wouldn't be surprised, you know, if they do actually um, uh, come over the Knights here in this one. Hundred percent. We'll, well, we'll tip Newcastle in this one just because, again, they've got the favourable draw. They are uh, very healthy, but yeah, it's a, it is a toss-up. Well, let's go to the next game, mate. Warriors versus Raiders. The Warriors last week going down in heartbreaking fashion to the Broncos, twenty-four to twenty-two. For the Raiders, they had a. Uh, they had a very narrow loss, and are coming back in the end by losing to Manly, nineteen to eighteen. For this game, the Warriors, Matt Lodge returns from suspension, so Janine Tanua Brown moves back to the reserves. Wade Egan is named to start. Jez Tabunga back to the bench. Josh Curran has been named, but did suffer a head knock and needs to get through. Sean O'Sullivan is in at five eight. Chanel Harris Tavita out of the side. Cody Nikarima goes back uh, to the bench. For the Raiders, Matt Frawley. Uh, is back in at halfback. So Sam Williams, sitting in first grade, is over. He's back to the reserves. Jordan Rapana holds his fullback spot. Charles Nickel Hawksad is back on the bench. He was very rusty last week, so no surprise there. Corey Horsberg is back on the bench. He returns from his lone stint at the Bulldogs. Brian James also does return, but did not get picked. Dinamis Louie is the man to drop out to make way for Savila Habili. In this one, Nom, the Warrior season was on the line. They did lose. So that probably does rule them out. The Raiders are still going to fight as chance. They do need to obviously win out. This is a pretty much a must-win game for the Raiders. Do you see the Warriors trying to play a bit of spoilers here? Yeah, definitely. I mean, though with the Warriors, it's they've been sort of hard done by this year. You know, it's just the season of what could have been because last week they lost by two points. And, you know, how many games is that now that they've lost by, you know, less, less than a try, really? They've lost a few golden points. I mean, lost by a point, lost by two points last week. It's... Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a season that just sort of got away from, from them. Yeah, it's a season of, of unfortunate suspension, an unfortunate injury, all these things. And, you know, in such a close competition like we do have this year, it's those kind of real crucial things. But what, what a season has been. And, you know, if they do win out and get some big scores, it'd be nice. But I think, yeah, this is going to be, what can they do for the rest of the season? Can Reese Walsh really put on a show for these last couple of rounds? And, you know, is Nathan Brown going to start looking towards next year in some of the combinations in his team? For Ricky Stewart and the Raiders, like we said, they're, they're right on the precipice here. They can really make an impact. I do like that they haven't rushed Chance into the starting lineup. Um, obviously had a horror first t- touch last week that did let in the try, but looked good as the game went along, did score that try and good support. Uh, but this this uh, Raiders team, I do like Matt Ferrelli coming in. I think he is a very underused half. And the four-pack just needs to stand up here because, you know, you've got Fenua, Blake and Lodge versus Papali'i and Tarpani. This is a game... If the Raiders are going to do anything in the finals, they need to win this game because if they lose this, the season's over. And what we thought about these inconsistent Raiders will will stay true. 
Yeah, it's going to be a great uh, battle of the forwards there. You know, as you mentioned, AFB, Matt Lodge. Um, and then, you know, you got Josh Curran out there as well on, on the Warriors' edge. And uh, and uh, Ewan Aiken been looking massive upside. Looks really dangerous. Yeah, on a super coach note, I think Ewan Aiken, potentially, if he does get a starting second row spot next year and he keeps that dual flexibility, that's going to be very, very interesting because, you know, a couple of, we'll talk about in some later pods, maybe in the off season as we start ramming towards 2022, but the some of the dual positions we're going to have next season is going to be very tantalizing and some very high upside. So I've already got my mind on that, obviously being out this season, but last note on this game here, I think it will come down to Reese Walsh in this game because, you know, the, the constant change of the halves between Nick Rima being off the bench, on the bench, Sean O'Sullivan, Chan Townsend, but this is going to be Reese Walsh has a chance here to really solidify himself as one of the best young talents in the game if he can bring this team like he did last week. You know, obviously his goalkeeping let them down, but he really kept them in the game when they had no right to be. Yeah, that's right. You know, it's he's only what nineteen, and um, to have that mentality of you know wanting the ball in his hand when when the game's on the line. Um, you know, it didn't work out for him, but uh, you know, props to him to have that mentality of you know wanting to step up when when the game's there to be won. 100%. Move on to the next game, Norm. It's the blockbuster of the round. Roosters versus Rabbits. For the Roosters coming off a 40-22 to 22 victory over the Dragons. Very, very convincing. For the Rabbits coming off a very hard-fought 25-12 loss against the Panthers, but the scoreline was much closer than that, so that is a bit deceiving. Quickly going to the team list changes here for each side. For the Roosters, Adam Kieran and Nat Butcher are left out of the side, so Lachlan Lamb moves into the centres. Egan Butcher gets a start in the starting second row. Sam Walker who came off the bench last week, will start at halfback. you got Ben Marshke and Nafu White, who are on the bench. And you've also got Brad Abbey named on the wing for his first game since 2018 at the Raiders. For the Rabbits, Keon Kulamatungi has accepted a two-match ban for a crusher tackle, so Jaden Sua moves into the starting second row spot. Josh Mansour looks like he's out for the season with a knee injury, so Jackson Paulo moves into the wing. Davida Tola needs to... Sorry, Junior Tola needs to pass a head injury assessment. So he has been named on the interchange bench with Tom Burgess to start. And Liam Knight is listed amongst the reserves as he works his way back from a concussion. First place I'll start here, Norm, obviously two very different games. You obviously had the Dragons who were put to the sword against the Roosters last week. And you had the clinical Panther side really, you know, outwit and outsmart the Rabbits. But James Tedesco coming into some fantastic form. Is this the type of, you know, all these type of injuries and guys like, Brad Abbey, Lachlan Lamb, Drew Hutchison, Egan Butcher in these starting lineups. If James Sesco is the best player in the world, they still have a chance here to beat the Rabbits and make some damage in the finals. Potentially. Um, but before we move on, um, <laughs> Adam McKeeran and then Sam Walker for you last week. That was... Uh, look, the quick, very quick story. Uh, I had Sam Walker... He was on my big trades this season. Played him every week. I saw the message about 20 minutes before kickoff. It was Ryan who posted in the group to say, Sam Walker bench. I had Adam Kieran, who was the goal-kicking center. I saw some tries would go around the edge, and I was correct on that. Uh, unfortunately, he got the head knock. And Sam Walker comes on, scores a try, gets a 70. Supercoach is a cruel game. It's a cruel game. You know, had fun all season. But at the end of the day, you know, I play Sam Walker over Adam Kieran. I'm in the prelims, but enough about me. I, I was happy to watch that for the James Tedesco show because I've been one of these staunch defenders of Teddy. 
all season I'm hearing Cleary and Turbo are the best players in the game. I've always been the guy to, the guy to say, hang on a second, James Sersko is still in the NRL. And it was a masterclass. And again, people say lesser competition in that dragon side, but he showed you with lesser talent around him, he can still carry a side to an impressive victory. Yeah, and I'm not looking forward to going up against uh, James Desco this week in my uh, now draft comp uh, semis as well. So, um, yeah, I've got that to look forward to. Yeah, for, for the Rabbits, going on to them quickly, they had a, it was a great game against the Panthers. That was real finals quality. You know, there, there was a couple of touch and go things. Again, got out to the early lead. Uh, but obviously couldn't just hang couldn't hang on there. And the 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 back three has always been, you know, a strong point for the rabbits. Uh, but we are noticing obviously Alex Johnson on that left edge, no problem. Josh Mansell, Jackson Paulo, whoever's gonna take over that right side, even Tane Milne has had a crack there. Some some teams are really starting to attack that side from the kicking perspective to really try and land the ball between Latrell and that wing and to cause some uh indecisiveness. And that really did show up because Josh Mansell had a pretty horrid game. I think if I'm the Roosters and I'm Drew Hutchison and Sam Walker, we're, we're, it's an attack at Jackson Paula this week. It has to be, right? Yeah, that, that uh, right edge. I mean, Josh Mansell, he, he never looked comfortable under those high balls. And to be honest, they were some cleary um, specials right there. Um, but, you know, look, how I see this game turning, um, coming out, I... I hope for the rabbit's sake, you know, they, they come out all guns blazing because, you know, they can't let that, that – they didn't score a try in that last 50 minutes of that game, really. They had a fantastic first, you know, opening 30 minutes and then the rest was, you know, they, they were had 25 conceded, um, yeah, unanswered points, which, you know, against you know, a rabbit side who's, you know, got such attacking play, it's, um, yeah, it, it definitely play on their minds there. Yeah, I've got the Rabbits winning this one. I think they will go strong. Um, you know, Cody Walker, Adam Reynolds, they're going to have to see this sh- the the ship around. Latrell Mitchell had a quiet game last week, but Campbell Graham, first game back, Dengue got coming off an injury. There's some there's some real positives to look forward to. The one note I will say before we move on, Damian Cook did pick up a calf knock, and there were some rumors that he wasn't going to play. Peter Marzoulis is amongst the reserves, and Benji's obviously on the bench. So just keep your super coach uh, teams checking there because it won't surprise me at all. If the squads get cut down, we might see Damien Cook uh, dropped and Marzula starting there. So just keep an eye out for that one, guys. But we'll move on to the next game, Nom. Next game we got here, first one on Saturday, it's the Dragons taking on the Cowboys. In I always pick one of these games each round where anything can happen and you just have to watch it. This is probably my pick this week because you had the, the Dragons obviously coming off that hiding against the, the Roosters 40 to 22. You had the Cowboys losing uh, 32 to 16 against the Eels. So let's go into the into the team list because again, a string of changes uh, for Anthony Griffin and the Dragons. You got Tyrell Sloan, who is now back at fullback, replacing Matt Dufty. Blake Laurie returns from a hand injury, so Josh McGuire moves to the other prop spot. Jaden Sullivan, who is a half, moves in a hooker. Jacta Bellin goes from prop to lock. Tarek Sims goes from lock to second row. Terrell Fuma Ono moves from second row to bench. Ravalava is named, but he did suffer a HIS and he's been monitored. And Freddie Lussick, who is a lone player from the Roosters, comes onto the bench. For the Cowboys, Jason Tomalolo, Kyle Felt, and Murray Tuolungi are all back. So they are some huge inclusions, probably three of their top six players. Uh, so they're all back there. Val Holmes is going into the centres. Tuolungi onto the wing. Dejanasi drops out of the side altogether. And Tomalolo is listed at prop, surprisingly. So uh, 
his stint on the edge lasted one game. Francis Muller goes back to the reserves, so had an origin start this year. He's in and out of this side. Ruben Cotter is back at lock. Mitch Dunn, who's been in the second round all year, has been back onto the interchange bench. And you've got uh, Griffin Nemi, who's back on the bench as well. He's, he returns from suspension. So now I'm going to dub this game the what the hell are the coaches doing game because each team obviously out of finals contention now, uh, making slew of changes uh, to try and see what, I guess, their 2022 roster is going to look like and see what they've got. How do you see this one going, mate? Because I could see it's being played in Rockhampton, neutral ground. I could see it's going... I can see the Dragons winning by 30. I can see the Cowboys winning by 30. What's going to happen here, mate? I reckon plenty of points, first of all. Um, I don't think any of these teams are known for their defensive prowesses. And, um, you know, 3 o'clock, Rockhampton, it's going to be hopefully a, a very dry track. And I'd love to see, you know, the hammer um, just, just, you know, just in full flight there. Yeah, I, I think yeah. you just said it. I yeah. think the Hamasai, Fido, and Tyrell Sloan, they would probably both be on waivers in a lot of comps. I think for a semi-final super coach, especially in a lot of draft comps, they, they would be waivers for me this week. I'll be playing both of them because, again, I could see both guys scoring doubles in a 38 to 32 type of game. I could see this going all out because you look at the four packs for this one, Players playing all around the park. You know, DeBellin's played in the front row, the back row. Turkson's played on the edge in the middle. Josh Maguire's played at lo- uh, hooker. You've got Tom Lolo, lock, second row, prop. You've got Ruben Cotter, who's normally a nine, going to 13. There's so many slew of changes, especially in the four-packs, where the games are traditionally really battled through, and that's going to open up all your edge guys. Another guy, very quickly, before I throw it back to you, Nom, uh, Zach Lomax, has had a couple of pretty big games since he's come back here. Um, to me, all, all the outside backs in this game right here, you know, Felt, Holmes, Tualangi, Bird, Lomax, Ravalava, Sloan, Fiegi, Hammer. This is, like you said, this is absolutely going to bleed points. This would be, if I'm someone who has a lot of players rested this round or injuries, I'm just attacking this game because this is going to be a lot of fun. Oh, mate, I want to see if there's a spare fullback available in this game, actually, because, you know, I'm down uh, Adam Dewey, so I might jump on the uh, Supercoach app right after this. Yeah, I think there's not much more to say. Like I said, both teams are really looking forward to 2022, and we're a very high-scoring fan. I do have the Dragons winning this one by, you know, 8 to 12 points. Uh, I just think, yeah, I'm a big fan of Amone, Sloan, uh, those two guys, and, you know, your, your Faze and your Lomaxes. This will be a bit too much firepower for the Cowboys to contend with. But let's move on to the next game. It's the Sharkies taking on the Broncos. For the Sharks, an absolutely huge victory, 50-20 to 20 over the Tigers last week. For the Broncos, a very spirited 24-22 to 22 victory. So you've got two, two teams coming off victories here. For the Sharkies, uh, Herodi's been named uh, in place of Renato Molotalo, who unfortunately uh, has suffered a broken draw. Connor Tracy retains his centre spot with Luke Metcalf retaining the 5'8 position. Aidan Tolman returns via the interchange bench with Billy Margulius dropped to the extendeds. And Kevin Walters has named a the unchanged 1-17. to So he's really going to be looking forward to seeing if they can uh, go back-to-back here. So, Nob, in this one, again, two teams that had amazing victories last week. You know, I, did, I had no idea this Sharks team could score 50. You know, I think that Broncos team could be outscored in terms of tries but still win a game but 
both teams really starting to come on at the end of the season and, you know, have some really good performances. What do you see from this one, mate? Yeah, really promising. Um, you know, the Sharks, the, the outside backs, boy, they looked really good last week. And uh, this Broncos team, I mean, I guess, you know, the, the common trend here is both these teams do have very young teams and um, it, it's looking promising for, I guess, next year, really. Obviously, the Sharks, are, I think they're still in contention for the final. So uh, I think they have more to lose uh, in this game. Yeah, I think this is a very even, even game, um, but the desperation factor from the Sharks here. But again, I think Kevy Walters is really telling the Broncos he, you know, you ruined the Warrior season last week, ruined the Sharks this week. There's a real chance here for them to be some real uh, disruptors for some of the teams looking to get in because they have got the Knights in the last round as well. So they can really break some teams' hearts here. And they played some really good footy. Uh, as the biggest Anthony Milford fan in the world, really happy to see him have an absolute blind of a game. And I think if he does get the start at the Rabbits next year against next to Cody Walker, so happy to see what he can do because he had an absolutely fantastic game. I thought the four-pack was really good. Flegler, Payne Haas, Ricky, Hetherington have all come on at the back end of the season. But for the Sharkies, let's quickly go here because, again, I did not see them scoring 50. The man, Braden Trindle, broke my heart. Um, but he's he's him and Luke Metcalf, they're not the most, you know, they're not the most skilled halves, they're not the most structured halves, but... Will Kennedy is really leading from the back. I thought he's been really standing up. I thought a guy like Toby Rudolph has been really working through this four pack. And a guy like Blake Braley has been really underrated at nine. This Sharks team next year, I've been saying for a couple of weeks now, you add in Nico Hines into this team, you add in Cam McInnes, and you add in Dal Finucan. This team is really going to be something special to watch next year. And I just think both teams here, whoever wins this game, obviously the Sharks have a top eight spot to lose, but... Both teams have some real positive uh, directions moving forward for their team. Yeah, that's right. Both of these clubs got massive signings coming in next year. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to what they bring uh, 2022. 100%. For this one, I think you have to go to the Sharks here. Go by 12. I think there's going to be too much, like you said, too much to really look forward to. But if you're looking to see who's going to play spoilers for this Bronco side, again, it's going to be your Milford. It's going to be your Payne Haas. And, you know, your guy, Herbie Farnworth, has had a fantastic season. I you know, I would really be tempted to see what he can do a fullback because he just, the way he moves when he gets the ball in hand really, really does excite you if you are uh, a Broncos fan. But we'll leave it there. We'll go on to the, the last game on Saturday, third last game of the round. It's the Melbourne Storm taking on the Parramatta Eels. For the Storm, again, a very convincing 34-20 to victory against the Titans. For Parramatta, they did get their victory over the Cowboys 32-16, to but have not been convincing at all. For the Storm... Brandon Smith comes back at uh, into the hooker spot at number nine. So that moves Harry Grant back to the bench. Justin Orlin returns. He was rested last round, so Marion Seve drops back to the reserves. Jerome Hughes, he returns from concussion, so that moves Nico Hines back to the bench. Tui Kamika is also listed to make his return amongst the interchange bench. And Dale Fanukin is out for at least another week. So George Jennings is also out. He, he suffered a recurrence of his knee injury. So Dean Aramir gets his spot back. And Rob Pappenhausen obviously keeps the number, number, number one jersey with Nico Hines going back to the bench. For Parramatta, Blake Ferguson makes his return from a calf injury just in due time, as Marcus Evo has confirmed. Unfortunately, he has suffered a torn ACL. The only other, cha- uh, other change there is Will Smith and Oricon Confuci are out and then going back to the extendeds. 
with Ray Stone and Keegan Hipgrave moved to the interchange bench. Nom, I, I was celebrating very hard when Parramatta got their victory over the Cowboys because to me, when you look at the draw, this is the last victory, victory they're going to get this season. So I did save that very, very well, but I've said it all season. Parramatta's weakness is their edge defense, and they're coming up against a team that shifts the ball the best in the comp in the storm. So, tell me that this is nothing but a fifty to nil victory to Melbourne here. Yeah, it's not. It's not looking uh, promising, is it? I mean, the Eels have. I mean, what, what did you think of of their win last week? I mean, uh, you know, it was the first win in you know about a month. Um, were you happy to you know get a thirty-two to sixteen win? Uh, no, not really. It, it was a game that we needed to win. So if we lost it, obviously it wouldn't be a lot more uh, stress and pressure, but they got the job done against a team that's, you know, coming second last on the ladder. Uh, but, you know, this is the this is the true test. If you're going to do anything in the finals, if you're going to put up a puncher's chance again, if they get sixth place, which it looks like they're going to finish sixth, and they're going to get either a Newcastle, a Sharks or a Raiders, this is the game where you've got to do something here because... Like I said, Hayes Dunster, Will Penasino on one edge, Wanga Blake, Blake Fergus on the other edge. That's all it comes down to me. You know, that forward pack, yes, it's slightly depleted, but they're going to do their job. Um, this is all going to come down to if Cameron Munster and Jerome Hughes wants to shift the ball to Arima Smith and Justin Olam with Pappenhausen swimming out of the back, I could see some real worrying signs. So if I was still in this super coach comp, I would feel very happy because to me, this is a game where if you've got a Munster, a Hughes, Pappenhausen, even like, you know, the two hookers, Brandon Smith, Harry Grant, this is a game where I could see Parramatta really leaking here. And unfortunately, I, I could see this getting really, really messy very, very early. Yeah, that's right. Um, look, the Storm, they're, they're just scoring points for fun by, by the looks of it. They're, you know, I think if they, if they score like a couple more points, they sort of break another record in terms of their... Um, points scored for a season so yeah it's, it's a record-breaking storm team here and yeah the way they're attacking now you know you don't put it past them to put another 40 50 on this game yeah so the record there for the most points scored in a season is uh parameters actually has that in 2001 so they need another 62 points so yep. one parameter obviously you want to keep that if you can keep you know it's so hard to keep Melbourne under 30 this season, but if you can keep them under 38, because that, that Parramatta 2001 season, even though they lost in the grand final, is still one of the all-time greatest attacking seasons statistically. So it'll be really, you know, if you're a Parramatta fan and Parramatta player, this is especially you want to try and keep this game under control because I think obviously they're going to lose, but to me, it's all going to be about by how much they can lose by. And can they keep, can they keep it close to really, keep a fight for the rest of the season. But we'll move it, move on to the last two games of the round on, on the Sunday games. First one here, potentially the bloodbath of the season, a 2, a 2 p.m. Red Cliff dry track, hopefully, for Manly taking on the Bulldogs. Manly, without Tommy Turbo, got the 19-18 to 18 victory last week against a very spirited Raiders side. The Bulldogs went down just 22-16 to 16 over, the, uh, over the Knights, but... I guess the big in for Manly, Tom Turbo is in. So Tevita Funa drops back uh, after copying a two-match ban from a shoulder charge. So Turbo straight back into fullback. Brad Parker returns into centre. So moves Moses Sully back to the reserves. Sipley retains his prop spot. So Josh Alloy is, is listed amongst the interchange bench. For the Bulldogs, 
you got some cha- you got some change ups here. Adam Elliott stood down. Luke Thompson suspended. Corey Woodell suspended. Ryan Corey Horsberg and Ryan James both recalled by Canberra. So what that does, you got uh, Sia Manafanai and Jack Hetherington of the prop rotation. Second row is Matt Dury, Joe Stimson. Uh, Bailey Biondiondo is uh, back in a dummy half with Jackson Topene back to the extended bench. And the you've got interchange bench of Brandon Wakem, Ofahigi Ogden, uh, Patolo, and Sione Katoa. Lachlan Lewis is listed at 5'8", with Avrilo named on the extended so he could potentially come back in. Nom, short and sweet on this game because there's no chance Manly drops this one. It's all about who you captain this one. Do you go a Garrick? Do you go a Jason Saab? Do you go a Tom Turbo? A Daly Cherry Evans? Because this game they did play early in the season. It was 66-0 to Manly. I could see this one being equally as bad for the Bulldogs here. Yeah, and I'm coming against both wingers, Saab and Garrick. <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah, I'm very, very confidently conceding this um, head-to-head matchup this week. Um, yeah, 66-0 early in the season. It's a dry track 2 pm It's just a matter of how much do the Eagles win by. Is it 50? Is it 60? Who knows? Yeah, because we always talk about the, the vice-captain loop, right? We always talk about... You know, who do you put the vice captaincy on? And if they go big, you got your captain to, you know, steer around. I think in this case, obviously, it's the second last game of the round. So Turbo will be your captain. But realistically, who's even going to have a chance to go close to a Turbo score here? Because the only guy that could do it is Ruben Garrick, who plays in the same team. And it's just, it's absolutely crazy that, you know, this is a game where the, the Supercoach season, if you want to have a top 1,000, 2,000, 5,000 finish, may come down to, do you have Turbo as a captain this week? Because it could be, you know, the, the record could be up here. And, you know, I don't say that lightly, but like I said, 2 p.m. Redcliffe against the Bulldogs, there's a real chance here that this can get messy. So in terms of how much, look, I'm going mainly by, if you had to give me a line to bet, I'll bet 42. I'll go as up as, up as high as a 42 here because you think about it, is there, is there seven more seven more tries in this game, the man will score against the Bulldogs. I can easily see that. So I'm going to go, if I had to set a line, you know, if I was making a, a multi, I would easily go uh, a plus 42 line here and feel pretty comfortable with a Ruben double, a Jason Saab double. To me, this is, you've had a good season, Nom, but I unfortunately think, unless your guys go crazy this week, this single game might handle, this single game will handily bring you down to with me, thinking about the 2022 season? Look, the only hope I have is possibly the next game. We've got Panthers and West Tigers there. Did I steal your line, sorry? No, no, that's the perfect segue. Let's get right into it. So last game of the round, the other huge chance for a super coach hiding this week, Panthers versus the Tigers. Panthers obviously coming off that great 25-12 victory over the Rabbits. The Tigers, season was on the line, losing 50-20. to and I guess let's quickly jump into the team because there's a huge, huge out here. So Panther side first, two huge inclusions. Fisher-Harris from COVID protocols. Brian To'o from Syndesmosis back. So Matt Eisenhuth. Five, five weeks only. Ridiculous. Eisenhuth and Naden are out of the side altogether. Dylan Edwards is named, but we monitored. And you've also got for the Tigers, Adam Dewey, your man, your captain, out. And all reports, it looked like it was a knee knock. 
Uh, it's now turned into a partial ACL tear. So going to be very interesting to see what happens in the next couple of days. Looks like he's going to leave the bubble and go back home. So that will rule him out for the seats for this game and next game. Uh, so very, very disheartening news because he has easily been their best player. What it does do, it gives one of my favorites from the preseason, Jock Madden, will get his first start. So I'm very interested to see what Jock can do in this game. You also got the return of Tom McKayley and Jacob Little, who returned from their suspension. So you got Joe Offenengawe and Jake, uh, Jake Simpkin, who drops back to the interchange bench. Alex Seifarf returns to the bench with uh, Tui Simpkins and Billy Walters relegated to the reserves. Nom, short and quick. Obviously, again, similar to this one, if you had to bet a line, bet 42 would be a very, very nice multi this week to go. Uh, Manly plus 42, Panthers plus 42, and just pick your combination of try scorers. But for the non-turbo owners, all of a sudden, the Nathan Cleary captaincy this week, which I have in fantasy, I could not bring him into my Supercoach Classic side, which I am absolutely dreading because this could be, you talk about a record going, Again, this is the double header. So you got at two o'clock, you got Turbo lighting up Redcliffe, and then at four o'clock, you got Cleary trying to chase whatever score he gets. Yeah, and you know it's crazy to think that the one of the Panthers' few losses of this year was actually to the West Tigers. Yeah, albeit a very uh, depleted uh, Panther side, and you know you got Ivan Cleary having history to Tigers. Um, yeah, I think the Panthers. They're, they're pretty much full strength again. You know, if Dylan Edwards plays, um, yeah, they're pretty much full strength. They've got James Fisher-Harris back. They've got uh, Brian Toll. It's – I love to see it. Um, I'm hoping to see, yeah, just um, prime Panthers right in time for the finals. Prime Panthers coming over against the Tigers team. Now. Whatever, whatever happened to this season, uh, the ups and downs, the, the Melbourne game, I think – when I look back at this season, to me, a lot of people will point to that Melbourne game and laugh. Obviously, that was uh, the weekend before lockdown, my birthday, where we were sitting in a pub uh, watching that game and absolutely cheering that on. A lot of people will point to that game, and that was obviously very, very funny for a lot of reasons. But I'll actually point to last week's game. Um, your season on the line, you were coming off a winning streak. You had this magical run home. You know, you had a game to drop in this Panthers game, but you dropped to a Cronulla. So you didn't just drop it. You got absolutely slaughtered by a Sharks team that did not deserve to be putting 50 on anyone this season. So, you know, to, to the Tigers, you know, you, ha- you had your little run to make you think you can get into the finals. Um, you know, you absolutely walloped this week by the Panthers. And like I said, I'm going to build that multi I'll flick it to you as we're closer to Sunday because it's going to be a very juicy, we're very short odds, some petrol money, but uh, it's going to be some easy money there. So before we go, Nom, let's quickly just run through the ladder because, um, very important just to see where we're up to because a lot of teams will get eliminated here. So Storm on 42 in first place outright. Panthers outright second on 40. You got the you got the Rabbits outright on uh, 38 in third. So that's your top three wrapped. Your battle for the top four is still down to the four teams. You got the Roosters on 32 sitting there right now. Manly on 30. Parramatta on 30. You got Newcastle outright seventh on 24 points. They are basically wrapped up. Uh, even though they've got very bad for and against, one more win will get them into the finals. You've then got the Sharks, the Titans, and the Raiders all on 20, all separated a very small for and against totals. So one of those teams will be the other spot. Then you've got the Warriors, the Dragons, the Tigers all on 18. Their season is unfortunately over, you would think. You've got the Broncos and the Cowboys on 14, 
and the wooden spoon is confirmed to the Bulldogs. So congratulations to the Bulldogs there. Um, but it's all to play for. You know, you still got basically uh, Knights, Sharks, Titans, Raiders, all fighting for two spots. So you got four teams trying to fit into two. Uh, so it'll be a very, very interesting round. So Nom, thanks for coming on, mate. It's been a pleasure. And I'm sure I'll be, like I said, I'll be rooting you on, mate. I'll be sending you messages after every game. So let, let's ride you in for to get you into the grand final, mate. Uh, fingers crossed, mate. You know, I might just throw the C on Luai or Burton and, and see how we go. That's it, mate. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great day. Hear from you soon. Cheers.